reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good. And so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Uh, I am your co-host Ashton with my awesome co-host over here, uh, Zach. How you doing, Zach? It's the middle of summer. Uh, I know every fan looks forward to absolutely mostly nothing happening. Uh, what you doing? Been going to the beach? Been having fun with the children? Yeah, well, we don't really have too many beaches here in central Indiana, but I have tried to go out on the water as much as possible. Uh, no, yeah, we, we, have a, we have a lake that's about an hour away that we get to enjoy. Um, so having fun there. Uh, man, that intro, I was dancing and I was afraid that I was going to be dancing to the beat of that intro while we were coming in, but, uh, but no good. Things are great. Things are great. Um, been really excited to see what was coming out of the Rams camp over the last several weeks. Uh, you know, we got a few weeks lull, uh, with that, but, um, but yeah, I'm doing great. How about you? What you went to? Another man got to go to Canada, you know, see the sights of, uh, Toronto, uh, that's how they pronounce it there locally. So uh, got to see a lot of beautiful parts of Canada. Got to see Niagara Falls. Uh, I would definitely recommend Niagara, Niagara Falls and taking the boat down there. Uh, really cool experience. Uh, so I got to add another country off my list. I am up to 17 now. Uh, so uh, hopefully I can start hitting a little bit more uh, Asian countries here in the five, next five, 10 years, uh, when I get a little bit more money, it's not cheap. Uh, but for the most part, got to celebrate my wife uh, graduating master's school and uh, my brother-in-law and his wife graduating college. So a lot of good graduations, a lot of blessings, and uh, just having a lot of fun. Do we, do we count Epcot countries like... Do I count all those that I've been to? Because, you know, that I could say I've been to all of those countries. I could tell you that I've not been out of the United States before. So uh, that sounds like a really fun, uh, fun thing to be able to do. Yeah, it's definitely like some people hate traveling, and I totally get that. I'm a weirdo. I actually like sitting in airport terminals. Once I get through uh, TSA and stuff, I'm really stressed until after I get through TSA and I'm sitting at the bench, I can sit at the bench waiting for my flight for hours and not care. Like, I'm perfectly fine. As long as I have, like, a cell phone or a laptop to just mess around on, I can do that for hours, and I actually don't hate it. Uh, layovers really don't stress me outside of, like, 30 minutes or less, depending on how big the airport is. So, in general, like, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy getting to a destination and I enjoy seeing a lot of different stuff, experiencing different cultures. I would definitely recommend it uh, to anyone who's adventurous. And I, I think uh, you would have a lot of fun doing it, Zach. Probably when the kid's a little bit older, so it's a little bit less stressful for you. Uh, you know, kids going everywhere, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a, a bucket list item to do, definitely when the kids are, are a bit older. But... 
Let's talk about some Rams news. Uh, we had some pretty breaking news today that the Rams are signing a veteran, a former Ram, uh, running back Sony Michelle. Um, how are you feeling about the this this news of bringing back, you know, probably the one player who really helped push us over the edge and get us into, you know, the playoff contention and ultimately to the Super Bowl? Uh are you talking about one of the top five running backs of all time, Sony Michelle? <laughs> I wish. Definitely in the month of December, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the thing about Sony Michelle. I think we were going into that year. We didn't necessarily have our podcast going. Uh, so I felt kind of like it was a solid pickup. I thought we probably put a little bit too much towards the trade. I think we didn't get fleece, so to say. I just think the Patriots kind of, we overvalued him for what he was worth at that point in time with his contract. Uh, fourth is pretty high for running back with one year left who hasn't really produced a whole lot. That granted... I thought Sony Michelle was good um, for what he had to go through, especially because people don't remember our rushing attack, especially in the first half of 2021, was not great. Now, yes, Cam Akers had injured himself, completely removed himself. We end up trading for Sony Michelle last second to try to conjure something up. And our running room really struggled. Uh, you you saw Daryl Henderson not be able to take off, struggle with injuries. Sony Michelle was really the only person who was somewhat consistently healthy uh, in that room. And he did a solid job. We still had one of the worst running games, even including the postseason uh, post that season. Yeah. Um, so I am very reserved with this news. I appreciate it. He knows the system. He's veteran. We don't have a lot of running backs on our depth chart. So he helps with that. And, um, you know, if anything else, I think we'll get average to slightly below average, uh, rushing from him. Uh, but that's, you know, if our passing game is good, I think that's all we need. That's all we need in 2021. Do I think it's worth for this team to get a quality dynamic runner? Yes. I think it would help out our it would help out a lot of our problems. The only thing is this team is not in a situation to really go for a premium rusher this season. And I think they're looking forward to next year. They're gonna say they're not. They definitely are. Uh, so they're not going to trade for anyone or sign for anyone unless if it makes sense for 2024. It's nice that they help out in 2023. I'm not saying they don't want help for next year. That's going to be the priority. Zach, how do you view this? Are you jumping up and down? Are you ready to buy that Sony Michelle jersey? Wait, I should already have a Sony Michelle jersey. That's what I should be pulling out. I should have. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a Sony Michelle jersey. But um, I, I think this is an interesting pick, and I kind of want to shoot out to Ramzilla for uh, what he keep he keeps. I keep seeing his posts on various different Twitter accounts, and it's the pass pro. Uh, it's really the pass protection that I think Sony Michelle is going to help out and helped out in 2021. Um, you know, we we saw what happened last year, and you know, Cam Akers couldn't do it. Um, uh, Henderson really couldn't do the pass protection. They got Malcolm Brown. He couldn't do the pass protection. They tried Ronnie Rivers. They could. No one could really do the pass protection, and that's what a running back's you know second job uh, really is. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're not line, running, the, our line couldn't do the pass protection last. Year. Sure, but the but between the running back and the tight end, that's kind of their other dual purpose is to help protect the quarterback. Um, and so again, I think that was something that the Rams have always relied on. Um, and they just, they couldn't do it that year. Um, and like you said, you know, they, they picked Sony Michelle up kind of as a last ditch effort because Cam Akers was done. He, you know, he came off having a kind of a fire 2020 season, um, you know, that kind of obviously ended as it did, but 
you know, we were excited that we were going to finally have the running game back since Todd Gurley. And now we weren't. And so bringing in Sony Michelle, yes, we knew he wasn't going to be probably the power horse that we were all expecting. Um, but he did do the job well, um, <clears throat> especially in December. And apparently December is the month of the Rams running back, because for some reason, that's the time they kind of figure out how to, you know, run the ball and, and get it because, um, you know, he did, he did, he was active all 17 games. So he was a healthy running back, uh, with, uh, 845 yards, four touchdowns and 208 carries. Um, you know, not super impressive, uh, but a lot of that was done in the month of December. Um, so again, I, I, I agree with you. I'm not overly enthused, um, just be, just because, I mean, he's, he's not a, you know, quote unquote, you know, best running back ever, but I think that he does bring that veteran experience. Like you mentioned, he brings in the stability. He brings in the, the, the potential for having bad, better pass protection. Um, and the Rams just like to have quality roles, quality veteran spots. I mean, just you, if you kind of go back last year, I mean, Cam Akers was really the only, uh, you know, they had Henderson too, and then they brought in Malcolm Brown and they got rid of Henderson. Um, and so now this year, now it's just really Cam Akers. And so they want to bring another veteran experience who knows the system. And I think that's why they brought in Sony Michelle. So I'm assuming it's a cheap deal. It's only a one year uh, deal, um, which will kind of coordinate why, how we were able to afford him in our next part. Uh, but I think this is an interesting move. And I think this does bring the Rams forward in how they want to treat their offense. They want their offense to be, to, to be weaponized. And I think this adds, whether it's a kind of a weapon to protect and to help release the rest of the weapons or, uh, or, or something else. I, I just think that this is a good move to help that running boot running back room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was with the chargers. He didn't really have a good year with them. Um, so I don't anticipate him costing more than like the vet minimum, maybe two or three mil if the team is looking to be nice. Um, you know, uh, for someone who, again, you can't oversell the fact that he now knows our system. He was with Brandon Staley last year. So like a similar type of offensive system or adjacent and then he was with us all at 2021. Um, and it takes time to learn the system, especially on the run game. So, like, that's going to be very beneficial. Uh, and if you look at it, the higher budget names at running back, Zach, at their age points and the money they were asking, because I think Dalvin Cook is looking for a uh, 10 to $12 million one-year deal, two-year deal, that could potentially go up to 15 mil. This team is not in that situation to pay a running back that much. Nope. I think next year, next offseason, potentially, depending on who it is, I think Dalvin Cook would be worth that, uh, just not in a year like this. Uh, so Sony Michelle... A solid option, uh, and he'll be our running back too, Zach. Uh, potentially our third down back, depending on uh, how Cam Akers is going and the wear and tear on him. And we've had, we've already heard of some injuries, uh, not in the running back room, in other positions. So, yeah. And, uh, and again, it doesn't matter. It, I mean, this is so early on still, we still haven't even gotten to training camp. You know, we just finished mini camp and OTA. So like, I mean, he, he, there's a potential, he doesn't even make the 53 man roster. Um, but at the same time, you know, like I said, having that veteran experience, having, having someone in the room, I think, and, you know, again, for the potential risk of injuries, um, it's just something that, you, you know, you want to keep in that back pocket. And he's a, he's a solid play for that back pocket second, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, or wide receiver, running back two, running back three kind of spot. Yeah, I'm way more excited for him than I was Malcolm Brown signing back. No, I like oh, Malcolm 100%. Brown personally. It's just, 
Yeah, I mean, the only reason I mean I like Malcolm Brown. I thought he was a he was a decent running back too. I mean, I think he was starting to get way past his prime, and maybe that might be the same thing with Sony Michelle. I like Malcolm Brown because he was actually the person who kind of um christened SoFi Stadium with the first touchdown um in SoFi. So I just thought that was really cool. Um and so that's that's my history on why I like Malcolm Brown. Might not be great, but he does have that history making mark. So mm-hmm. sorry to go on a tangent about Malcolm Brown. Um but what, how about you talk about why, you know, we're able to make this kind of move, even if it might be, you know, a veteran max. Yeah. So Cooper Cup got restructured. The Rams went ahead and pushed some of that dead cap. We've been used to this. Uh, it kind of makes sense they would do that, at least with Cooper Cup this season, just because uh, they needed a little bit more money to sign rookies. And uh, I thought they were going to save it for flexibility for later in the season that they did want to trade, not huge trade, but kind of like a medium-sized trade uh, for a player or kind of just give them overall ability to sign free agents that people get hurt and stuff like that. Um, So, I mean, no issue with this Cooper Cup. I want him to be a Ram for life. I think less need is expecting that uh, at least at his age he's gonna play another three to four years and he's never been the type of player he's not like Tyree Kill where when Tyree Kill gets a little bit older what makes Tyree Kill explosive yes he's a really good route runner but it's a speed mixed with his good route running what makes Cup explosive and get open and his ability to read coverages and run damn good routes he is quicker than people expect but i still think he will be able to produce zach when he's a little bit older past his prime uh i think he's going to be a guy who could transition into like the not slot but kind of like on the outside quick slants i i think he's some guy who has more longevity than other people if they were like just purely faster type guys and I mean, he he takes this he takes his job super seriously. He he trains all the time, which again, not saying other wide receivers don't, but like his mind is set on football. His mentality, his social aware, his his just awareness of the situation. You know, there were things in the Super Bowl that him and him and um, Stafford were just like, we just we just got to do it. Like if we want to win, we got to win with us, and we got to win with our plan. Um, and so, and we saw that we saw them do plays that they've only attempted a handful of times in maybe once or twice actually successfully practicing it. And so it was that confidence and that just awareness that between Stafford and, and, and cup, but like, you know, cup can, or Stafford can make the decision to do it, but cup has to be like, you know, he has to be aware that this is everything. And, you know, it's, Everything goes through Cup. I mean, he he catches the ball. You see how many targets he gets, how many catches he gets. His percentage is just unreal on the targets and how much he actually on his receptions of those targets. So, again, I think this is a good move. I think we always knew this. He was always going to get a payday, and his payday will always be there. Uh, but he's one of those players, just like Aaron Donald, who would take the flexibility of spreading that payment out a little bit to help boost his team. He's a team player. That is who – Cooper Cup is there is no I in Cooper Cup, um, <clears throat> so so realistically that that's just where I see it. I mean the other reason why they restructured this is that they were just running out of money. I mean they were under two million dollars and they still needed to sign half of their uh, draft pick still. Um, so they were still they were almost hemorrhaging money on trying to figure out how they were even going to pay their draft pick. So they even with this move and now after paying all the draft picks. I think there's still not going to be a whole lot left and there's probably going to be just a very minimum amount that's going to be used for their emergency fund that they're going to need if they decide to be more competitive than what everyone believes that they're going to be. But they can always restructure Aaron Donald, right? They could. They could. Um, I think Aaron Donald is definitely still an option for him. Stafford, I think, is a break glass. Like, they would have to be... I, I think, think they would have for- to be like six and two by the uh, it, by the time we have our uh, break, 
our our uh, bye week, and I think if we're like six and two or seven and one, and they feel like we're really missing something from being that uh, competitor team, then they would probably restructure Stafford and uh, try to make a push this year. Sure. Yeah, Aaron Donald will be tricky. Just depends on how long he wants to play. I mean, obviously the Rams could pay him after he decides to retire. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it, it's just all going to be how less need and, you know, the front office figures things out. So mm-hmm. um, we shall see. But we were talking about Matthew Stafford and he's had some he's been in the news a lot lately. Some of it is because of his bright white teeth, which he's been he's had them on for forever so i don't know why that's now just becoming a big thing but people are dissing them how you feel about them dissing our qb1 uh so stafford got left out of the cbs sport top 100 players i think it's not dissing as much as it is he's been underrated his almost entire career but he Justin Fields was put on the top 100 list and he had a full season with like a thousand less yards than Stafford. Like there are people on that list who do not deserve to be on that list. And yet Stafford who has proved himself in Detroit, whether it was six, whether the team itself was successful or not, then he comes to a team one year off of his longest stint and wins the Super Bowl. Yes, he had one bad year because of depleting O-line, which then forced him to, you know, get hit so many times. And we're taking that tiny, tiny percentage of something that not wasn't necessarily his fault and putting him in the bad category. You tell me that if we if we did anything, people if we had a draft of quarterbacks, he would go outside of the top 30. He would. I don't think so. There are not 30 better quarterbacks than Matthew Stafford. I'm not saying that, but he's been consistently underrated his entire career. And, you know, that's something I was arguing when we were talking about trading for him or not on Twitter. Like there were some people saying, oh, he's just another golf in Detroit. And it's like, no, look at his stats. He's like almost in top 15 for every passing category. And that's with historically terrible O-lines in Detroit and historically terrible running games. Like, no matter how much you try to say he stads or what pads his stats, it's just it stupid arguments. I feel like people have always wanted to hate on him because people have never respected Detroit. No offense, Detroit fans. Uh, it just like uh, people have for a long time not respected Detroit because it's been a bad organization. And he kind of had a lot of that rub off because he actually wanted to stay there and try to change the culture and then instantly dip out when it was terrible. Um, so, you know, it. I kind of expect it. it. I don't think coming to the Rams and winning the Super Bowl – was going to change it. He's going to have to win multiple rings for people to actually start respecting him. Um, you know, like someone like Philip Rivers took forever for him to get the respect of his peers and like the football community. And even then, like I would say he's still like a little bit higher uh, reputation wise than Stafford, even though I think Stafford has better stats in every category. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but either way, uh, like I would consider them in similar vein with Stafford being a little bit better player when it comes to critical games. I think that's where rivers really struggle struggled. And that's where I think Stafford does fantastic, but you know, well, I hope this fuels the team. I think it's hope this fuels Stafford. I mean, he's he's one of those players who likes to prove people wrong, and I think he's done it over and over again. You know, whether he was successful in Detroit, he wasn't as successful. Moved to the Rams, won a Super Bowl in his first year here. Yes, had a bad year, but again, I can't put all that all that blame is not put on that one person. Um, I mean, even even you you look at Cooper Cup and and Aaron Donald again two of the best players still in the NFL. And they, they were in the top 100. They were up in the top 30. 
you know, Donald was 10 and uh, Cooper Cup was six or 26. Um, again, they were they were much higher last year in the in the same uh, poll. But, you know, I just I still feel like, you know, you're, you're putting players like Justin Fields, who hasn't even proven himself to someone who is a proven quarterback. He is a good pocket quarterback. You know, he may not have the running speed that he does, but he uh, he has the resume. He has the the stats to to push him into a spot where he should still be in contention. And you just look at him right now. You look that he he looks healthy. If if you are looking at some even even it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. I can go on a rant. I again, when Stafford came in, I was a I was a golf supporter. Uh, I didn't dislike Stafford, but I was a golf supporter, and I am putting all my ammo behind. Stafford because I, I I I am a believer like I he put me into the believer role and I, I just think it's just been unfair so that's where I leave it with that yeah passionate I'm very passionate about these topics yeah he he's a gunslinger and you know that comes with pros and cons and uh I think a lot of people focus on the cons and last year it was a tough year uh and he wasn't the problem with the team if you watch those games he wasn't the problem um, there are plenty of problems around them. Defense just crumbling around him. Uh, the O-line just him getting beat the crap. And just like you're going to throw picks in that in those situations. No one getting open outside of Cup until Cup gets hurt. Like it's just – it's rough. Uh, Zach, and the play calling was not very good either. A lot of the play calling was just I mean, you, you had – after a few weeks – you had McVay borderline being depressed and having our OC call all the plays. And, um, yeah, he's not with us anymore, Zach. Can, can I, can I, I want to interrupt our, our scheduled, what we have down. And I have a theory and I want to talk about McVay for a second. And we just, since we kind of talked about his mental health. So they just recently announced that they are having a baby boy who will be born sometime in the middle season, middle of the season, you know, September, October time frame. Do we think that he stayed with the Rams because he's having a kid? Do, is that something that we could put out there as a possible theory that being a, being a, uh, a head coach, even though, yes, it's going to take time away and, you know, stuff like that. Is that a more, um, consistent job than what he would do if he was on the media side and having to travel to every city every week to cover whatever game he's covering. I don't know. I'm just, I kind of was thinking about that when they posted it. I was like, that falls around. Like they would have found out right around, maybe it was a little too soon, but like right around that time that he decided he was going to stick around. Um, Cause he took, I mean, he took several weeks off. This was after the Super Bowl. That, that he made the announcement that he was sticking around. So, like, could those two things correlate a little bit? I I mean, timeline-wise, it, it's possible. I don't know. Like, even then, you still have to travel as an NFL head coach a lot. Now it's only for, what, three to four months out of a year? So, I mean, it's half the games. Half the games you're traveling out of state for. I mean, the Rams, they typically wait to leave at the last minute and come back at the last minute or and leave right after. Uh, but the, but coaches do. I mean, especially Sean McVay. I mean, shoot, he's in there before everyone wakes up and he's the last one to leave. So, like, it's not like he's going to be there, you know, a nine to five Monday through Friday. You know, he's there at 4 a.m. and probably doesn't leave until 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. So, I mean, he's. I'm sure he's there around the clock as it is, but not to mention kind of a lot of those analysts do it from studios that are remote, and like he can have <laughs> one down the road. Sure, I guess it just it just depends on what he was looking at doing. Was he actually looking at calling plays? Like, was he going to be one of the like a broadcast broadcaster, or was he going to be someone like in the Fox booth uh, doing that? Which 
they're mostly in LA. So, you know, he, he could have done that too. So I, I think he was probably going to be an analyst or like Fox booth person. I don't think he was going to call plays, but you know, who knows? He could change his mind at any point, or he just decided uh, this is better for his family or for his personal situation. I mean, no matter what, I don't like to get in other people's heads. I just think he was going through a rough time, a lot of struggles, and um, I'm happy he decided to stay. I love him as coach, and uh, I hope his uh, baby, uh, everything happens smoothly with that. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Thought I would bring it in. If you have comments, please send them to us. You can, you know, put us down there at East at East Coast Rams on Twitter uh, or email us feedback at East Coast Rams just to plug that in and get you guys kind of you know integrated into our into our podcast. Um, all right, let's talk about minicamp. You want to break down some minicamp news? Uh, did you want to talk about behind the grind because they finally released the oh, second they, episode? They did, and I do appreciate some. Um, some of the Rams uh, producers out there was like, this, this takes a lot of content. I know, I know we, last time we kind of complained, like it's taking forever for them to keep doing this, but it does. They do produce it really well. It's a high quality video that takes a pro- tons and tons of hours of editing and just getting the shots right. And, um, and doing things like that. I know they're not doing like reshoots cause obviously they're taking live footage, but um, I thought it was great. Um, it was a really cool episode. Uh, I think I even posted a Twitter post that I really enjoyed them highlighting some of the job roles that aren't normally highlighted. Um, I was really ecstatic about that, you know, coming from it, you are too. So like just knowing like the process, cause I do this on a day to day basis. It's not glamorous. We don't have a glamorous job. You know, I do video streaming for, uh, for where I work. And so, you know, I know the process of having to set up a facility or set up a remote facility and, and get something up live um, and making sure your connections are working. What's your backup connections and all that thought process goes into it. And so to do something like the draft off site um, is a scary for your IT professionals because you know, you're, if something goes wrong, just like they said, like if all of a sudden their network goes out and they're on the clock, like that's doomsday for that organization. So uh, really glad that they highlighted that on top of all the other things that they highlighted. But do you want to go through some of the more specific things that they did? Uh, yeah. So they did film a promo with the Breaking Bad guys to announce the Draft Lab. Again, uh, we talked about this before. I wasn't the biggest fan of the branding this year of the draft. Uh, of the draft announcements, uh, they did what TikTok. I didn't like that. Um, again, fine if you did. Uh, fine if you guys. I like Breaking Bad. I'm not the huge biggest fan of Breaking Bad. I thought it was neat. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's the the whole like draft house and draft lab. Like that stuff to me. Uh, I prefer like watching the reactions with the rookies and like seeing that interaction. That's what I love from the draft. Uh, okay. So I've, I've, I've never seen, like I've only watched maybe two episodes of breaking bad. I know we're probably going to lose subscribers. I'm going to lose followers because I've never seen the show, but like they cooked meth, right? Like that they were cooking like the, it was a, it was, it was a high school science teacher who was basically broke and wanted to get some money. Uh, and so he started cooking meth and started selling it. I mean, I know, I know this is a super popular show. I know all the characters of the show. I know they rebranded into better call Saul. Like I, I know the kind of the history behind the show itself. That's uh, but I was, a prequel, not a rebrand. Correct. But it was, it was after the show. They, it was shot. The yes. better call Saul was after breaking bad finished, even though it was a prequel. Yeah. yeah. It's a spinoff. Spinoff. That's the word I was looking for. Um, but, but that show hasn't like breaking bad has, is kind of outdated. I, I, not outdated. Like people don't watch it, but like that was so long ago. Like that's just not relevant anymore. And that's where I'm like, I just, I just, I just didn't feel the relevance of the breaking bad. Like I, I get it. I knew who the characters, even though I have never seen the show, I get that I knew who the characters were. I knew what they were doing. I understand. I just like, I kind of agree with you. I just think this, this was a misstep. I don't think it was something. Um, I, I think it just wasn't relevant. And I feel like they could have picked something else to, to well, brand themselves a little better. 
so like the PR person on the video was like, you know, we want to reestablish and like get fans into the mood. Uh, I'm like, you know what gets me into the mood? I want to listen to GM talk football and explain why our team only had four of the five wins last year. I I don't want to watch actors in a paid promo, and this is just me being real, and you guys give them a bunch of gear and stuff, and, like, yeah, that's nice for a team to get to meet those actors and stuff like that, and I don't mind stuff like that every so often, but I felt like they've done that a few years in a row now where I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little tired of it because I feel like the PR team needs to focus on just building up the image of this team instead of like focusing on celebrities. I get it's LA. I get, we want a, a bit of that star element there. Uh, it's just, you can't let it oversaturate the football or overtake the football that I guess that's my yeah. point. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that, I think their point is they are LA, they are the Hollywood team. They are, they are supposed to, you know, wham glam. And that's how SoFi's built. It's built for the stars. It's built for um, that LA presence. And so for us who don't live in that LA lifestyle, um, I think it, it does push us away a little bit from that aspect of it. I understand, again, I understand why they did it. But again, I feel like you could have chosen someone who maybe might be a Rams fan um, or, or something that may be a little bit more relevant today. Um, not Danny Trejo, though. No, no, we're. I'm done. I'm kind of done with that. But, um, but again, I, I feel like there's. They could have done something that kept it Hollywood, but kept it real or kept it now. And um, because well, I, I why not do at. like movie posters with the new players on the team, sure. or like that mock other uh, real life movie posters. Like that, that would have been a great idea with the new draft picks or something like that. It, sure. It just, if you ask people who's the best PR team are, let's say, uh, yeah, media relations in the NFL, uh, on Twitter or in general, who puts out the best content for their fans, I would say the Chargers, not the Rams. Chargers. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I really... the Chargers have a really good social media team. So I think the the Chargers have done well in many aspects that I think the Rams have not done so well. Um, I think, obviously, I'm a big fan of the anime draft videos that they put out. I thought those were really high quality, really well done made. I don't know how well that relates. That relates to me. I don't, but like you watch on the Pac McAfee show and they're like, yeah, we get it, but it's a cartoon. Um, they think it's cool, but you know, how much does that relate to everyday Los Angeles you know, but the point is, they're getting on the Pat McAfee show. They're they're doing related stuff. That's true. That it relates to a younger audience, and I feel like just throwing out a bunch of cameos. It's fine to a certain extent. I just think the Rams do a little bit too much. Correct. I I will agree. I think that they are mm. they are pushing that envelope too far and too much. I will. 100% agree. So uh, they had that promo. Uh, they had a potential trade up in the first round. You got to see some of those conversations. This is the meat of the stuff that I love, Zach. I love uh, draft scenarios. I love draft trades. Like that's why the draft is like, it's really hard to judge uh, because me and you have our own values of prospects and what we think. And then GMs have their own values and prospects, and then everyone else has their own values and prospects. And it doesn't matter if the entire internet thinks a certain running back should go in the sixth round. If 30 out of the 32 GMs think he should go in the second round, he's going to probably go in the second round. And uh, that's where it's hard and i'm not saying jams don't make mistakes they make tons of mistakes the hit rate in the draft is very low for a reason but what i'm trying to say is like they are what matter and like their decision making process is interesting to me so uh, zach what did you make that is, the rumor was they were trying to trade up to get i think uh, a tight end do you think that was a good decision i know we talked about it a little bit on those draft pods 
you know, I, you know, I, I do trust in Lesnie and I trust in what he was trying to do. Um, I felt like during the draft time, and we already had Higby, uh, we already had Hunter Long. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't know unless you were really trying to move Higby out of out of the play. I don't really know what else you were getting from that. Um, having a first round tight end, yeah, sounds great, but I felt like there was other positions that really need looked at before the tight end spot. So wasn't my personal, uh, I really wouldn't have liked that. But um, again, I, I do enjoy, like you said, I love seeing the, the discussions. Like, I feel like that's super cool that we get to kind of be in the room and kind of hear how that discussion process went. Uh, well, after uh, we declined to trade into a first round, we ended up drafting Avila with our second round pick and uh, potentially uh, getting another player with our, what, uh, second, third pick. Uh, so we ended up having no picks in the fourth and fifth round. And Zach, they ended up deciding potentially to trade back or not, and you got to see some of that dialogue, them making cold calls. And it hurts my heart, Zach, because you know this. Uh, we traded away the pick Hyatt got drafted with. And um, I think it's a great landing spot for Hyatt. I think he's going to explode on the Giants. I, I really do. Um, he is definitely someone I'm going to try to pick up in the later rounds of uh, fantasy for the Giants. Uh, I think he, because the Giants are so in such a need of a really good wide receiver. Uh, and I, I think he's kind of like going to be that answer for them. Uh, what do you make of that uh, trade in general? Uh, I, you know, I'm kind of on your side of things. Um, you know, it, yeah, I think that's about all I got to say about it. I, I really agree. I think that it was – I wish we would have kept that spot, but I, I understand why they did it. Yeah, we got Sunsen Bennett with it. So uh, I missed out on one guy and got another guy I wanted. A little higher than I expected, but, you know uh, – yeah, I think we'll talk. We'll talk great. a little bit about him soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and talk about a segue, Zach. Yeah. See, we're we're getting a lot better at this, guys. <laughs> uh, mini camp. Uh, let Let's talk about Stenson Bennett. Uh, there's been a few bright spots, and shout out to Ramswire and Cam De Silva. A great website. Definitely go out there. Uh, it's a really good source for Rams news. Uh. Kyron Williams, Tutu, and Stenson Bennett have been the highlights of camp. Uh, there have been some videos of Stenson Bennett slinging it. And I said this on draft night when a lot of fans were going nuts. Uh, they were pissed that we drafted this Georgia kid who has won two national championships. Now, I'm not saying there haven't been bad QBs to win a national championship. Definitely have been. But the win two... That's a pretty short list, Zach, and let alone, like, I watched this Georgia team before he got there, and I never said this with the QB uh, before him, Jake Fromm, okay? Like, Jake Fromm was a system QB. Stenson Bennett pushed that offense to another level that I didn't think the Bulldogs were capable of. I really thought if they were going to win, they were only going to win because their defense was scoring every game. Um, and that was going into, what, 2021. Uh, and then, like, or 2022. And then they exploded uh, when he came and started. And this is a walk-on. So not only a great story, uh, just I think his play stands for itself. And he just needs to work on that deep ball, which ironically is what we saw a lot of videos of. Uh, Zach, what do you make of this? Uh, are you still, I know you were a little bit more hesitant of Stenson Bennett when we drafted him. And yeah, I mean, you... I, yeah, I think it, I mean, it comes down to like, was he drafted too low? Um, probably. I mean, I think, or drafted too, too high. high. Uh, I think, I think that is, would be accurate. Uh, but the Rams wanted him. I, that, it was on their board. They wanted him. 
they went for him, they got him. So, you know, we're, we're putting all of our kind of our eggs kind of in this basket. Cause you know, that's QB one and QB two. Um, we haven't really, you know, they, they did pick up a couple other ones, but realistically these, these are the two that we're seeing and these were the two that we'll be playing with. Um, so, and hopefully we won't see Stenson Bennett out on the field um, unless he's doing a victory formation. So um, realistically, I think this is a good move. I think I've seen the only thing I've seen is good things from his highlights. Uh, obviously the coach staff aren't going to say negative things about him, um, but you know, they seemed pumped um, listening to some of the players, even just talking about him. It, it just seems like he, he brings a sense of energy. He brings a set of sense of um, uh, enthusiasm and what he's doing. He understands what's happening. He's a fast learner. Um, all good things to hear when you're, when you're, um, kind of keeping your eye ears, mostly your ears um, open to kind of cue words that kind of um, coaches say to kind of give enthusiasm, uh, but not really mean it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Kyron Williams, also a bright spot. He was hurt from most of last year, uh, kind of a little troublesome. He never, it wasn't troublesome. I'll say this. I, I think he was, being a slower learner than the staff was letting it out to be because they were not giving him starts when he was healthy. Uh, when our backfield was just a complete dumpster fire last year, and there was no reason not to give him the ball uh, more. So, yeah, I'm happy to hear it. I I liked this tape coming out of uh, college last year. I wasn't the biggest fan. There were other running backs I wanted more. Uh, but, you know, I'm hoping he brings a different element to this offense this offseason and he grows more. Uh, and Tutu, uh, what, what, you got comments on Kyron or Tutu, your favorite uh, wide receiver? Yeah, so Tutu, like, I, I really hope he gets his shot and I hope he does well because he's a fast kid. And, um, you yeah. know, we've seen some we've seen some great plays with him. And I mean, he, he's our speedster. I mean, we saw him in this past season, even when the Rams weren't at its best still being able to get him the ball downfield. He was able to, you know, pa- run past defenders and he was able to secure the ball and, and was able to get it in there. So I'm really excited for him. I'm really glad to see all the highlight videos that we have seen so far of him. Um, and just the energy, like you listen to Sean McVay and you can kind of tell when he's either giving kind of, I wouldn't say fake praise, but giving, you know, not the, the most empty. Yeah. It's kind of an empty, um, so again, I, I'm really glad that I think feel like we're really hearing good things from it. This this running back or this wide receiver class, this group, wide receiver group, is really interesting. I don't think anyone right now, other than mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, can you guarantee is going to be two through whatever. Um, you know, even though yes, Van Jefferson probably will be wide receiver two, but he's he's he is our wide receiver two. Cause that is it, but I don't know if he's going to be there for the future. This is, you know, I think this is his last year um, under rookie contract. So right. um, I, I doubt that they're going to resign him. Um, and so we're going to be looking to these other players. And so really any of everyone other than Cooper cup is going to be fighting for our, for wide receiver two and wide receiver three. And I think two has the ability to be in that three, four slot. Yeah, we will definitely see now some talking about wide receivers a little bit more. Jefferson and Ben Skoranek are being limited right now. Uh, And Trey Hodges-Tomlinson also is dealing with a hamstring injury. Zach, I really hope this is uh, not the bug coming back from last year. Yeah, I'm not... I don't remember what Jefferson's issue was. I knew he had a rest day, but I didn't know. I, I think didn't know he about had the an ankle. Part. So, uh, from what I was reading, uh, his ankle, he had, they said ankle soreness. Now, again, I'm not saying I don't trust the Rams with medical news, but they do lie a lot about medical news. They don't lie. They just don't tell you the truth. I mean, they pretty much lied about Todd Gurley in 2019. Let's well, just be honest. I mean, and for the most part, they're kind of more or less. And about Stafford's Stafford. back last year. so And his elbow. I mean, they said he had a problem. And with elbow. elbow like... and, and then, like, this offseason, they're like, oh, yeah, his elbow was bothering him the whole year. I'm like, you said he was perfectly fine last year. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's our uh, that's our Rams coaching staff for you right there. Let's hide yeah. the truth. Let's we won't lie to you, but we just won't tell you what's actually happening. And like to be fair, other teams will just straight up not say anything, which is oh, what sure. they should do. Uh, but instead, the Rams for some reason they they do it in such a weird way where yeah. they try to comfort you by saying nothing's wrong when you're like, but he he's not looking like he's fully hundred. No, no, everything's right. Everything's right. It's kind of like uh, if you're married, you'll ever, you, you know, when you're like in other room and you broke something and your wife's like, is everything okay? And you're like, yeah, it's all okay. And you're like trying to duct tape it together before she comes in. Like it's that type super deal. Glue, super glue. They'll yes. never know. <laughs> yeah and it it's you get yelled at later uh same thing uh but ben, but ben skronik is kind of a kind of a worrisome i mean he's you haven't seen him at all uh really in otas or minicamp uh so again you know this is giving those other receivers time to shine and letting puka and tutu and um you know even some of these new guys that they brought in um, chances to really put themselves, um, you know, to that, you know, two, three, four, you know, even, you know, really we're going to see four and fives play a lot more than most other teams probably will play them. Um, so, you know, we're going to have, you know, at least seven receivers on this team and, you know, who's going to make it to that list. You know, I could probably say definitely cop definitely, definitely, um, Van Jefferson. Um, I think those two are obviously locked in, in the top seven, other than that, you know, Tutu, he should be in there. Um, Puka will probably definitely be in there. Uh, if Skorana can stay healthy, he'll he should probably have a slot. Uh, but there's a lot of players. The signs, the Rams just hired or uh, signed what two or three um, other receivers. Demarcus Robinson, yeah, and so I he think was the he, latest one. I I think he will make the roster. Yeah, but then you're going to have people like probably my, one of my favorite picks of last year was Lance McCutcheon. I really thought he had, he has potential. We just haven't seen anything from him. So he's, he's probably the one who will be on that very last pick. If he is not practice wide receiver squad. seven, he'll be put I, on the practice squad or cut. I mean, people get picked up from the practice squad all the time. So I could see him departing the Rams. If that becomes a, the case. I, didn't he get put on the practice squad last year at a point? time potentially yeah i'm not i don't remember but I, yeah it make sense. so so either way i, I think I, he's gonna get put on the practice squad i would be surprised uh because it, it seems like puka nakua is kind of like filling in that role that we kind of expected from lance mccutcheon uh, sure. but then again like we did lose uh a rob and he's like basically what they wanted in a rob even though they didn't use it use him like that sure yeah like so we'll see but that's kind of where i'm at with receivers it's like it's going to be close and you know i really wanted lance mccutcheon to kind of take over van jefferson role when he decided to you know when he decided to either get the bigger contract somewhere else or the rams just moved on i thought he could kind of fill in that spot because um, he had potential last year in preseason. We just never got to really see that on the field during regular season. I think our problem is we have a ton of third, like decent third wide receivers, Cooper Cup being a first, but we haven't had a second wide receiver outside of OBJ in three years. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, between him and Robert Woods, like that was, that was, you know, yeah, that when, year we could have had Robert Woods, OBJ, and Cooper Cup. Like, how mind-boggling was that? It could have potentially been, but we did not. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the O line. Uh, two things from that. Uh, it looks like Coleman Shelton is winning out reps at center from Brian Allen currently. Uh, Lisa Minicamp again. This went back and forth last two years ago it went back and forth a lot i think last year it was uh what brian allen that kind of got the start from the beginning of the season and then everyone got hurt so 
who knows who's going to end up starting at beginning of year. But right now, looks like they're favoring Shelton. And uh, Logan Bress is starting for Rob Havenstein whenever he's resting. Interesting. I think that's good. I think that's a good move. I mean, they're trying to get, I mean, he was their first pick last year and they're really trying to get him back into the play since he was out all year because of that injury in preseason. Um, so I think it's a good move to put him in that first man reps. Um, as far as Brian Allen goes, again, I will be fine with either direction they choose. If they choose Coleman Shelton, fine. If they choose Brian Allen, fine. I think he, I think Brian Allen does a, does a fine job. They did give a, they did extend his contract, you know, last off be, last off season. Um, which obviously the whole O-line was a hot mess express. Uh, so that's not really something to gloat about, but um, you know, it could also be something that they're just, you know, having a starter, you know, having a first, like, you know, a starter on your second and third team, helping out that O-line to be more consistent, giving, you know, your RB2 uh, or your QB2 a, uh, you know, a starting center. Um it, it, it might be a good thing again, speculative. Cause we're not there, but you know, if you're trying to think of the best, if you're a real big Brian Allen fan and don't want him to lose his job, you could think of it that way. <laughs> I mean, I don't think center has been our biggest issue. Our, both of our guards in the last two, three years have been terrible. Sure. Uh, so yep. uh, I think it's a big deal that we got Avila. I think he's going to be our, He's going to be the rock at left guard for years to come. And I'm hoping uh, Bruss can stay healthy and get the start at right guard and we can see what we have in him if he can uh, be. And if they both work out, we have a solid right tackle. Left tackle is to remain be seen. But if, let's say, Shelton or uh, Allen are just average, then that's a decently to above average O line right there. Just yeah, I, if it, I think if, again, it's a lot of question marks though. It is, and we're gonna have to see training camp and see it preseason. Oh, I mean, I know preseason they don't play starters, so it's gonna be hard to say anyways. But you know, I definitely think Avila. They're de- I will tell you right now, Avila will not play preseason. Mark it down. Put me in the bingo book. He will not play preseason. They don't want Logan Russ two they do I, not want that to happen again. So I actually think this year is going to be a weird year because I think they're going to start a lot of rookies in preseason. I think they're going to play a lot of – especially defense. I think I don't, almost I the entire defense outside of Aaron Donald will play. For specifically Avila – I'm talking Avila specifically uh, – he will not be in the preseason. He will be a starter. I will. I'm gonna. I'm putting this down. But he will be the. Okay. He will be a starter, which means he will not play any preseason snaps. That is my way far off prediction. That you know. I would say that's like sixty forty. I I I could definitely see them favoring leaving him out, especially after what happened last year. But last year makes me think that they're not opposed to starting a rookie on the O-line to help them gel. Wow. Sure. I mean, I don't see it. I mean, I see it. I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm going with my, I'm putting my sword in the oh. sand and I'm sticking to my, I, my crazy. I'm not, not going to die on any, I'm not going to die on this hill, Zach. <laughs> I'm not going to try to persuade you. I'll die on my hill by myself. It's fine. Um, all right. Anything? Uh, I guess the only thing is about kicker. Do you want to talk about our kicker situation? You know, I, I didn't even realize good- I didn't even realize that we, I mean, I saw the headline and I was like, oh, I didn't realize we already chose the kicker so soon. I thought we would at least wait to, through training camp or something. And it's really not the one people thought they were going to go with either. I know. I am surprised as you are. Well, maybe not you, but I am surprised. I'm animated tonight. I think I had too much caffeine. This team and kickers, if Matt Gade didn't fall in their lap, I have no clue where we would be with kicker. Uh, we'd be like the 49ers drafting a kicker in the third round, I, I guess. Uh, honestly, it's looking like we'll probably sign like Robbie Gold for a vet minimal. <laughs> I guarantee you that's going to happen. <laughs> or I like a veteran it. kicker. I uh, will like, take that. It, we'll see, though. You know, maybe this 
Tanner Brown kid, uh, he's impressed and they want to see how he does in preseason. And they're like, oh, yeah, you missed single kick, you know, good luck. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if we got gold and then we beat the 49ers both times? Like, wouldn't that just be something? I don't. I don't know, man. This team ran with one of the worst kicking games in 2020 for a long time. It was bad, and we knew it was bad, and they stayed with that badness for a while until cutting him. Um, Sam Sloman. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. <laughs> so, so our kicker is Tanner Brown. For now. For now, I really thought it was going to be done, but me too. He must something must have happened. Don't know. Didn't get to watch it. Put up a highlight reel, somebody. I want to see it. You would have had a videotape illegally, so you probably don't want to post it. But you know, I would like to see it. So DM me if you want to send me that footage. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so there really isn't any other news. I mean, Cooper Cup just kind of came back and kind of did some things towards the end, uh, but he's Cooper cup. So not shocked. Uh, Aaron Donald didn't participate much, but again, he doesn't have to cause he's Aaron Donald. When you're the best <laughs> football player in the league, you kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. You when you're retire. the, when you're the best D lineman and the best wide receiver in the league, you can kind of skip, you know, you can skip meetings every so often. And, you know, just, just don't skip leg day. We need you to be strong in the legs. I don't know. I was just always told never skip leg day. Thought I would mention it. So gotta keep those gains. Yes. So I think that's about it. Do you have any other anything interesting that we want to talk about before we drop this pod? No, man. Uh, just typical summer. Uh, we ended up having a little bit more to talk about because of Sony Michelle. Thank you, Sony. Uh, giving our pod a little bit more fuel. Uh, I think our next podcast will be dropping probably two, three weeks, depending on if any news happens. You never know with this team. Yeah. So right now we are in, uh, if you don't know, we are kind of on a, we're on the Rams kind of on a break. Uh, they get to kind of take some vacation time before they have to go back into uh, training camp, which starts at the end of July. Um, so there might not be a whole lot of news that comes out. So like you said, yeah. you know, we may take some time off, but eventually we have to start breaking down these games before they happen to see what our, you know, kind of give a breakdown of the predictions, I guess, um, as well. So that would be kind of fun to do. Um, figure out who also is going to be in our 53 man roster. I think that would be a fun episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're going to start planning our kind of fun meetups and stuff in Indy. Oh, yeah. uh, so we'll be hopefully getting some stuff working on that uh, for you guys. And then uh, I will at least be in Cincy um, to go to the Bengals versus Rams game. Are you t- attending any other games? Did you say you were going to Baltimore maybe? Yes, so I will definitely be going to Indy so we can hang out, do a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, Cincy is more of like, it depends on the finances, and that's going to be a little bit more last second money-wise. Just because Baltimore is so close to me, I'll probably end up going to Baltimore. Um, if it becomes like between Baltimore and Cincy, I'll probably choose Baltimore just because the money stuff, but yeah, no worries. Yeah. But we'll try to do some fun stuff. We got some plans. We've been working on some stuff that we haven't shown off yet. So, you know, we'll get those balls rolling before the season starts, but we're really excited, um, about what is to come. We're really trying to get this, uh, to keep on growing. Um, so if you're on YouTube, please like subscribe uh smash the bell um do do what all you can to to help promote us um if you don't watch youtube and you're listening to the audio podcast please leave us a review um that's another just great way that you could do this we're ad free did you hear an ad before the podcast well maybe if it's youtube but that's not our control um but on the podcast either no no ads because we do this for you guys. Um, so it's fun. Uh, free thing you can do is just like subscribe, share, you know, retweet, uh, interact with us, just 
we're trying to keep this a fun community. Um, so yeah, please, please keep it up, Ramily. Um, Ashton, any last final words before I close us out with my end script, if I find it? <laughs> no, just like and subscribe, guys. We appreciate all the love you guys do send our way. Uh, if you have comments or questions or you want uh, us to talk about a topic on next podcast or something that like opinion, a hot take, we're we'll take anything just shoot it at our twitters you can tag us you can tag the podcast uh we're definitely down to talk about anything and if you want to come on the pod uh, we do that every so often uh just shoot us either me or zach directly a message and uh, we'll try to hopefully get something scheduled we love doing podcasts uh guests and uh, it adds a little bit of spice Zach, just a little bit of spice to the podcast. Oh, yeah. We want to know your Ram story. We want to know why you became a Ram, how you became a Ram. Uh, you know, do you motivate your family to become Ram? Where do you take your Ram, uh, your Ram fandom to the most extreme? So uh, please keep interacting with us. It's, it's really fun. But we're going to close out this episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Again, you can find us at youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams. And you can find us at Twitter at East Coast Rams. You can also go to our website, www.eastcoastrams.com. A lot of East Coast Rams. Um, and you can find me at Zach Mayer. You can see my Twitter handle there. And you can find Ashton at Rams fan Ashton. Ooh, Mike. Over there. Uh, still getting used to this whole video portion of it. Um, so please like and follow us there as well. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep it going. Ramley, we'll see you guys next time.